Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm Joe, the host, and I'm back with my husband, Lano. Say hi. Hello. We're actually coming and talking to you guys um, pretty much fresh off of a really emotionally charged experience, and we've gotten to the point where we no longer want to be silent or just take the things that we experience in this town. And this is one of those situations where I feel like we have to speak up and we have to say something because it's it's one thing to be feeling these little microaggressions um, all the time when you go to the doctor, but this particular experience was just completely unnecessary and traumatizing and definitely not the best service or bedside manner that um, he could have had. So I'm going to let him tell you the story and uh, I will jump in when I need to. Hey everyone. So Monday I was at work. I was pounding I was pounding a bearing into a weldment and a piece of steel I chipped off and went into my left forearm. Like, it, where it went in, I didn't really feel the pain so much, but it must have hit a nerve because it sent like a pain, a shock, like up up my arm, up the side of my forearm, like right just under my, my, my thumb. Yeah, so uh, I was told to go to our clinic here in town and I... Went to the clinic. Alec Clinic. Yeah, Alec Clinic, yeah. And um, they told me, like, their... What's it called? Their uh, urgent... Service. Yeah, urgent care wouldn't open till 5 o'clock, so I had to go to the emergency room, which is where they said I need to go for my situation anyway. So I went there, and they saw me, and the first doctor I saw, you know, he said, like, oh, it's superficial, it's right there, the top of skin we'll be able to get that out for you but he gave a shot 50 50 which i thought was weird too because he sounded so confident and he said 50 50 but and he also gave me the option oh but we could also schedule you for surgery or you could just leave it in i mean most people can just leave leave it in live with 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 it but then you know i'm I'm already i'm i'm not gonna leave something foreign in my body anyway i mean on top of that if you even leave it in you're unable to get mris in the future if something is wrong because yeah. of that metal. So I thought that was weird, but I figured I'm I'm, I'm going to, you know, give them benefit of that doubt and say that I'm assuming maybe they say this to other people too, maybe? They get things stuck in them? But anyway, so he said he'd, he'd probably be able to get it out, and he went in and fished around, fished around in my skin, 15 minutes go by. 20 minutes go by and he's unsuccessful and meanwhile i'm looking at him just <laughs> brutalize my arm in that the little, little hole i had there because he said they wouldn't have to make any incision he went and got a second doctor who brought a doppler it's like a little mini x-ray machine and yeah they he made an incision he he tooted this guy saying that oh he's been operating this machine forever and a day and he's really good and he went in, they did the first incision, made the little hole I had in my arm much bigger and went in, couldn't get it. He made the cut even deeper, made it longer, I should say, and still couldn't get it. So they sewed me back up and 
I end up end up saying that they had to have Heartland, 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 Heartland Orthopedics. Yeah, call me on Wednesday to schedule an appointment so they can see me. So I, you know, today's Wednesday. Home. Yep, today's Wednesday. Today's Thursday, actually. Oh, Thursday. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I went into Heartland, and you know they did. They didn't do me. They didn't do any X-rays or check me out so so much, but. They told me that they're gonna get me into surgery on Monday. The doctor, I the person was gonna operate on me. He's really nice guy, actually. I, I don't remember his name, but he's he's a really Dr. really nice, nice guy. Doctor Fireben. He actually made me comfortable to actually get this done. I, yeah. I, he actually, actually performed surgery on me before too, um, recently, and he's a really great doctor. Yeah. One of the very few. <laughs> yeah, mind you, the other two, two, two guys, they weren't. It's not like they they were mean to me or anything it was just they really it, it seemed like as long as they were in there because they were in there for like four, 45 minutes to, to an hour they, they were fishing around in there in to- total time trying to get it and, and were unsu- unsuccessful it felt like they just they, as much confidence as they had they kept going because of, of pride just wanted to make sure just wanted to get that out you know and I don't know just <sighs> you know that experience Sucked. It did suck having to watch, watch that. It's a little unnerving watching someone un- under your skin. Just ugh. Still, anyway, nobody asked him whether he was in pain or needed some kind of pain medication or even was concerned about his comfort. No, but this other doctor though, that's he. He was gonna give me something. He was gonna give me a a, a volume. He was gonna operate locally. He was gonna put. He was gonna numb it and go ahead and go in. We were gonna do it in the surgical center and a. A, a different environment than the ER. So it's, it was supposed it to be been, smooth. Yeah. It's, it's what he said, you know. And I, I actually, I, I actually was pretty confident in him, though. But um, today I woke up and my boss didn't like the. He didn't like what happened to me at at the ER, but so he wanted me to go to his his own doctor, his personal doc- doctor in Glenwood, and. Yeah, the sudden, sudden turn of like, okay, you want me to go there now? You know, I was a bit nervous about that too. Like, this is very sudden, you know. So when I, I told my call back, and we called a doctor friend of my wife's, and she said that the doctor that he mentioned was is is a good doctor. You know, he said it was a good doctor. She said it's a good doctor too. You know, mention her name to him. You know, let him know like, hey, you know, you know this person, which. In, in all honesty, and I'm I, I don't care who listens to this. It it sounded weird then. Like that sounded weird to me. Call me paranoid, but Why that would sounded you need weird to, to me. Name drop? Why would I need to name drop? <laughs> Why would I need to name name drop you? Is it just to say hi or let them know that I know you? Because I don't know. Just you want to call that paranoia? You can whatever. But I decided to go ahead and go. So I went, scheduled the appointment, went at eleven. You know. The staff, the first person that checked me at the door, she checked my temperature and everything. She was nice. The receptionist lady was nice. Both receptionists were nice. Um, the the nurse, nurse, it was a it was a guy nurse, Pete, I think his name was. He was he he was nice too. He he was courteous too, and he took my weight and everything and got my information and sat sat me down in the room to wait for the doctor. The doctor, on the other hand, my God. This had to be the, the 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 coldest doctor I've ever I've ever had to 
ever had actually do anything with me or just service me at all. I sound, I sound like I'm, I'm a car. I don't mean to say it that, that like that. Just um, he he came in. He sat down. He said hello. At least he said hello, and. He was, at, he was asking me the usual stuff with all the questions and everything. And I, I went ahead and, 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 and name dropped, dropped her like she said, you know. I, I name dropped her casually, mentioned like, oh, yeah, Deb was saying you're a really good doctor, you know. So I'm, I'm in really good, good hands. And I was like, and he didn't acknowledge it, you know. I mentioned it a second time. He's like, oh, yeah. And he went on. <laughs> he went, went along his business. And he wanted me to show him the where I, have, where I had the where the metal piece went in and I had a band-aid on it. And this is where, this is when I, I, I started to lose it. This is, I had a band-aid on it and you know, I felt like my whole life, whenever you have a band-aid on anything and a doctor usually wants to see something, they usually either carefully pull it mm-hmm. off or let you know, cause you have, you have hair on your arms and everything. He went and grabbed the band-aid and just whoosh, ripped it off. Jesus. And said nothing, and just started examining it. I'm sitting here like, "Oh my God, what? Did you not even care that you just did that? What the fuck was that? You know?" And, and he just examines it, and he's like, "Okay, all right, I see it there." And I tell him about the numbing from when you tap when when, when you tap on it, 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 it numbs a part of my arm, a part of my upper form. So I knew it had to be touching some sort of nerve. I kept shouting that to everybody and I, I saw it like it, it feels like it hit a nerve and no one's really paying attention to that or even caring about that it. or addressing it you know like maybe he's just exaggerating it maybe but they say I might have just touched the nerve when when they did when when he initially saw me and he ripped off the bandaid and he saw it he sent me in for x-rays and the guy who x who x-rayed me another another staff person was actually nice you know courteous and was actually nice um he went and did the x-ray. I came back and he said, like, yeah, it's sitting right above the mu- right above your muscle. It's it's sitting on on the nerve. Like, and you know, of course, that sucks. I'm already nervous about that. And he this is by this time he this is when he came in the second time after I came back from from, from the x-ray too. He was again, he was still cold, didn't talk to me, didn't said said and didn't say anything personal at all. I don't know if he was just doing his job because i've seen that too where doctors just doing their job mm-hmm. but he was just he was cold and the way he was handling my arm and just it it, it just didn't feel right he was being it aggressive. did not feel right and i couldn't message my wife because of the fact there was no reception in the and had he and, messaged me and told me that i would have told him to leave um we are pretty used to the subpar you know kindness and not really like being addressed with any kind of humanity in that way however there's always to all these microaggressions there's usually you know some follow through with something else it's never so much in one situation where you're just Mm -hmm. egregiously like what the fuck and this situation 
it's not okay because I the reason why I say this is because I am the klutz of the family I have been through so many surgeries in the last five years since I've been here and the doctor who was supposed to scheduled to perform your surgery on Monday was the same doctor that I had back in December and I had a, an experience where I had a very small, a trigger thumb surgery, a very simple surgery that should have been a very simple recovery. I went in for my follow-up after the surgery about uh, three days later, I believe it was over a weekend. I went in like the Monday, that Monday, and um, they were supposed to just like check the wound and make sure everything was okay. It was a follow-up. So I went in and they had me with like a I feel like it was like a residential um doctor wasn't like uh, the main doctor who uh had done my surgery so we he he came in he looked at it and he was like you know this is looking fine and he just put like what he I think he called it a series strip which is essentially this really thin gauze strip that was supposed to just kind of go over the inside of my thumb and he said leave that on it should stay on for a few days and I should be fine after that to be able to get it wet and all that I didn't even make it home the drive home I didn't even make it home and the strip fell off and I remember asking him while I was there like is this is this okay like is this gonna be fine and he was like yeah it just needs more time so I was like okay So I went with what the doctor said because, hey, they're supposed to be the experts, right? (laughs) And when I went ahead and went home and I saw that it had fallen off and it was still exposed, I just started putting my own Band-Aid on it to try to keep it covered. I did that for about a week and realized, like, it was not, it was oozing all the time and it wasn't feeling good and there was pus coming out of it. So I knew that meant there was some sort of infection. And so when I went in, lo and behold, yes, there was an infection and I was scheduled with Dr. Firebin to do this. Now, when he gave me the, when he gave me this option to do the surgery, he said he can do it, you know, there in the office where they would probably do like some numbing and all that and then just take care of it. Or he could, um, actually just do it and oh no actually I'm wrong he's he was the one who said that it was too much it was too infected to do it in office and he actually said we can just do it in um, the surgery center so we scheduled the surgery which obviously that's because it would have been extremely painful to sit there and do that now with your situation they had you sitting there being hacked into And no one mean, gave you like the the first time around that that that, that was in the ER, yes, yeah. Anything. But you know, at least with with Fireband, he was actually gonna give me a, a volume, and then he was gonna start doing which yeah would would have helped in some in this sort of courtesy though, for your comfort. Which I kind of thought that's that will something similar was gonna happen with this, mind you. The when after he after the incident after he ripped the bandaid off the first time, I wasn't gonna say anything. But after he left the room the first time. I did. I did panic and started started crying and hyperventilating. I was trying to choke back the tears because I didn't want my eyes to go red. 
So you can see my eyes really red. So heartbreaking. So my I, husband I, I is not a crier. I took the mask away for a while <laughs> so, I, so I could breathe when he was gone because I, I it sucked. I knew I was already nervous going in. I was already on edge mm-hmm. going in, and that that was the the the, the, the tipping point. Because with the staff being nice, it was it was calming me me down. Like this was gonna be good. Okay, everyone's being nice. Okay, no big deal. This is gonna be routine. He's gonna go in and I'm gonna be fine. And he put me at eleven and. Yeah, I, I broke down the first time. And then this was after the x-rays came back and everything. And he just brought me to the procedure room. Didn't tell me at the t- before he even got, got there. I, I was never told what they were actually going to do and how they were going to do it. He had asked me, like everyone else seems to keep asking me, do, do you want it taken out? Like, why do you... Why don't people keep asking me that? I don't want it. I don't want it to stay in. If I have the Obviously. option to take it off, why not? <laughs> like clearly, every time I tap on it, it's right against a nerve. If I tap on it, I feel it somewhere else, like uh, up above my, my my hand, like on my wrist. Like clearly, that that's a problem. I don't want to have that problem for the rest of my life. Like no. And this Get is what sucks. It's because like it feels like this is like the way we are usually handled by most doctors here. They are very, very much like nonchalant about things that are obviously not comfortable and they don't seem to care when you're when you're telling them like, um, I have an issue. And how many times have we gone to a doctor with some kind of issue or pain or whatever and telling them that this has been going on for X, Y, and Z, and then they tell well, you- go home for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And can call us back if, they, if, if, if you still feel pain. It's like, um, but I've been feeling pain enduring it. And that's why I'm here to get an answer. Mm. And that's the way it always is, no matter what symptoms you have, what you're not feeling, what you're going through like they feels like they always seem to be completely disregarding the human that's on the other side like and it, and that's what pisses me off the most because yes I, 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 it is life in Alexandria and I understand that this community is, is very different from everywhere else but at some point we have to be holding people fucking accountable we have to be saying this is not okay and people deserve to be treated with care and empathy when they go to a doctor i don't know why it is here because i've seen i've obviously i've been to other places where there's been not great interactions with doctors but like here it's just so consistent it drives me nuts and this situation is just not okay. No. It's and, not. And this is where it gets. This is the worst part. This was, mind you, this this is definitely worse than when those other two doctors were 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 messing around under my skin trying to get it out and, and they weren't able to. Like I went to the procedure room and he tells me that this is where I'm gonna sit and lay lay, lay down and he hasn't said what he's gonna do yet. So I then I start talking about it and say, hey, my wife is outside in the car, you know, in case you need me, she needs to drive me home, in case anything that you give me. And he turns around and is like, oh, you, you, you won't need anything. I'm just going to numb it up. Like, oh, yay. <laughs> no, no other option. He, he didn't offer anything else. So, okay. So I sat, I, I laid down and they raised me up and... He starts going away, putting whatever the, 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 the stuff is they rub on your arm. 
and he puts that other reddish orangish stuff that that they put mm-hmm. on and has he numbed it up yet no no by this he put that stuff on first and then when he went to go nut numb it up and i'm the first set of guys when they were numbing me up they had to do it twice they numbed me up and it, it didn't it didn't feel all that bad you know they said it was gonna be like a burning feeling and there was a little bit of a burning feeling but it wasn't all that bad i'm, I'm pretty good with pain i i am pretty good with pain when when he did it though he there's a long needle to he stuck it in so fucking deep and at one point like he just kept sticking it in and he went to another side and it, he the needle bent while it was inside of my arm i felt everything and i'm jumping Jesus. like oh my god and it's like yeah that that really hurts it's like and he's like oh i'm, I'm just not i'm just numbing your your arm it's and at one point he stuck the needle in it actually went out the other side of my skin and he still squeezed in and just squirted in the air like that didn't even go inside me you missed yo like what the fuck are you doing like i don't know if oh I, I i i started to tear up <laughs> right then like oh my god this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna suck and he stabbed me a whole lot of times with with that needle and and, and injected it in there i'm sure putting when the guys did it the first time they did it a few times i think the first time he did it it was like three shots three four four max the first time he did it and i was numb you know he he went ham on my arm yo and even afterwards like he hold on let me let me click my thoughts i'm sorry this that shit sucked um so i didn't watch it i didn't want to watch I for sure as hell didn't want to watch. I watched the first time and that was uncomfortable, but already I'm like, let me just let let him do this and get this over with. So I just kept staring at the ceiling and just stared at one spot in the ceiling and just just ignored it until he got, I don't know where he got to, but where it was, everybody kept saying it was a superficial wound. It, it really was right above, above a nerve. He went and dug in and when he hit that, I felt this sharp burning sensation right up above like my wrist and just under my thumb it was a pain that i've never felt before in my life i jumped like oh my god and like the tears already started streaming like oh my god oh my god he's like sit still i i I, we we see it we're gonna get it and he goes in again and that that burning feeling again and i'm just clenching my fists like oh my god hurry up let this be over with and he finally got it out oh my god that that was a horrible experience he didn't ask me how i was feeling even at that point he didn't it wasn't until halfway through the stitching he was at he he even asked me that the the one time first time he actually asked like when at least when he numbed me up he was asking if i could feel like after it was numb like I, i i honestly didn't count that as that he was just checking to see if i could feel it he wasn't asking if i was actually okay he was asking if it was okay to start, basically, with that. Oh, my God. When he went in, before he actually found it, too, I almost forgot about that, he had to put a second round of, of numbing in there because I started to feel it when he went in. The weird pain, just these weird pain in my arm. Just, I, I, oh, my God. I didn't feel that the first time when, when, when the first two doctors went in. He he was stitching me up and 
Like, I was staring at the ceiling, and I was still tearing up, like, and I couldn't feel him stitching me up. I could just feel, feel a little bit of the pressure, but just because of what just happened, like, I felt like, you oh, my God, this is, this is bullshit. I can't believe this happened. Cannot believe this happened. I cannot fucking believe this happened. So I stayed silent and just teared up, and tears just streaming down my face. He didn't say anything for a while. And then, and then, then he asked, are you feeling any pain? And I'm like, the no, very I'm fine. I'm not feeling any pain. And then... They, they, they start then he started with with, with, with with small talk asking about where I work how long had it been before you got to that point how much time oh had God. gone by Fuck my life how much time had gone by before he started to actually be social like that that was not not up until he was almost done with the stitching so how much time yeah, half, halfway stitching so I got there at 11 what time is it now so that was yeah, that was an hour and a half after I had the first interaction. Yeah. Hour and 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just... It's just one of those things that just really gets to me because I realize that... I, I do realize that, yeah, there there's certain things that we've literally just been dealing with and just kind of shoved to the side and just, like, life in Alexandria and joke it off but like it's not fucking funny anymore and it's and it's hard when you know that like your family is in a place that they're not valued as human beings and and that is so frightening on so many levels because we have children and I'm blessed that we have good doctors who are around our children and our kids have never been through this but we can't say the same for us and and that really calls into question like what is it that this community is focusing on in terms of like equality and just teaching cultural awareness in all the industries and in all the businesses and all the churches and all the the hospitals and doctors offices this is the one place you should be able to go to no, and be treated I, never, like I, a person it's like when when, you, when when you're growing up when you when you're a kid and when you're an adult you know or when you're an adult i should say it's like you, you you're afraid of results from a doctor's office or finding out that you're sick i've, I've never been more afraid than i am now of the actual doctor th- themselves, like I'm, I'm, I'm afraid now. Like, I don't want to go to doctors in this town. If I have the option to go anywhere else, I don't care if I have to drive a few hours away. I, I, I will do it from now on. Like, I can't, I, 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 I can't go through that trauma again. Yeah, I'm gonna be just scared shitless going I mean, to a doctor's even... office. And, and now, like, my, my only because my kids' doctors, we know that that they're good doctors. And when they get older, like. I ain't mean, gonna be here anyway. We we can't fucking live here. I'm sorry. We I, just can't. It's it's just we feel so strongly that it would be so irresponsible of us to raise our children into teenage years in this community. Cause I can't lie and say that I don't already feel guilty about some of the innocence that's already being chipped away when my son is already aware of police brutality and you know, how black people are unfairly treated or even killed. Um, You know, these are not things that we want to be dealing with on an everyday basis. I would kill to be like, have a problem 
that wasn't (laughs) race related you know what I mean like and this has never been such a, a, a point of contention for us because we're constantly being bombarded with these things and no one cares no one cares Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, This has been another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. See you next time. Bye. See ya.